0: Hi, listeners, and welcome to My Holland Update. I'm Marianne Manderfield, Public Information Coordinator for the city, and today our guest is Brian Peugeot, the chair of Holland's Community Energy Plan Strategic Development Team. Welcome, Brian.
1: Hi. Thanks for having me.
0: Sure. Thanks for taking time with us today. We've got a big topic um, in want to keep it so that everybody can understand it, but we're going to be talking about the community energy plan and primarily the work of the strategic development team. So let's start off. Tell us a little bit about the team and the work you've done over the past year.
1: Sure. Yeah. So the strategic development team is a group of uh, citizens, city council people, some BPW board members, and uh, there's, I think, eight of us, and we've been meeting for about a year, uh, taking a look at the community energy plan, which was put in motion in 2010. Mm -hmm. It's a 40-year plan, and we've been uh, asked to take a look at how we're doing and then set new priorities and strategies for the next three to five years within the 40-year plan.
0: So taking a look at some interim goals for that plan.
1: Yeah, checking out how things have been going, uh, taking a look at uh, what's working, what's not working, learning about new technologies that are out in the world um, and getting feedback from businesses and citizens uh, about what they care about. And then um, out of that, making updated recommendations for the steering committee which is the primary working group that's implementing the plan sure so when we started a year ago you know we didn't know if we would be changing the course of the plan or not it was just a lot of learning over the course of the year and then based on that learning uh yeah we were making recommendations to city council to uh update and edit some things for sure
0: so the team's developed Five goals, and mm-hmm. then it is in a document that I just want to let listeners know is available on the city's website. Um, we're going to go through those five goals, and you can kind of tell us a little bit about each goal. Sure. And then you all de- you all voted as a team to accept this document, and this is what you will be recommending to council um, in, in the month of October. That is the plan. Okay. Yeah. So the first goal has a key lever with – electric portfolio and the goal is to continue to shift Holland electric portfolio with emission levels that align with current climate science and regulatory guidelines while maintaining excellence and reliability and affordability. That's yeah. that's big. So so break it down for us a little bit. What sure. does that mean for Holland?
1: Sure. So the electric portfolio is um it's a way to think about how the BPW Generates energy, so we have a wonderful uh, natural gas-fired power plant in mm-hmm. town, and that uh, makes up the vast majority of how we create electricity. Um, but then we also have contracts with solar farms and wind farms in different areas, okay. and we're uh, and we're effectively buying. Renewable energy from uh, other places that are generating that electricity. So, all of the ways that the BPW either directly makes or indirectly purchases energy is considered the electric portfolio. Okay. So, when you think about that lever, it's thinking about literally how the energy is getting made. Um, and, you know, back in the day, the John DeYoung plant burned coal, and we don't do that anymore, which sure. is awesome. Um, and so we took a look at that part of uh, the plan, the electric portfolio, mm-hmm. and basically the committee ended up landing on, uh, our, our goal should be to continue to align how we're making and purchasing energy with um, the best climate science that's available out in the world. Um, we don't wanna be making energy that is, um, you know, hurting the environment. Sure. Um, At the same time, we have to hold uh, uh, and lift up how affordable that energy is and how reliable it is. Um, Businesses and homeowners, I think we all take for granted, like when we walk into a room and we turn the light on and it works. Sure. And we, we certainly wouldn't want to uh, put that at risk. So that's like the reliability piece mm-hmm. and the affordability. We, sure. we don't want it to be crazy expensive um, to you know turn a light on. Uh, the cool part about and BPW, um, as it relates to utilities really all over the country, is we have very mm. competitive pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a, the staff does a great job at making energy and buying energy from other places at a very competitive price for us. Mm-hmm. And so that's really good for residents and homeowners for our personal budgets. But it's also really important and good for businesses as um, folks like Lakeshore Advantage are looking to attract other businesses to come to our community so we sure. can have jobs. So that affordability and reliability are super important, Mm -hmm. but the environmental piece is continually being a much more important part of um, how we're looking at the portfolio. And and the BPW has been on this journey for a long time, Mm -hmm. um, and we just wanted to name as a goal that we continue to pay attention to science and we continue to make sure that the portfolio and how we're making energy is as um, environmentally conscious as possible. Um, so that that's really what that one's all about. Okay. And um, it's what's really neat is the some of the stuff that we have in that goal is actually more aggressive than a lot of um, federal uh, federal goals and and a lot and a lot of other uh, utilities we're really, it's a very progressive goal that we're asking the BPW to chase. And um, the staff at the BPW has been, you know, very excited about and supportive of sort of what we're asking them to think about and and work towards, so.
0: That's an interesting comparison because I'm not sure how many people would, would really know that and how lofty that goal is and that we're already on the path to doing a lot of those things.
1: Yeah, the most recent announcement From the White House's 50% carbon reduction uh, off of 2005 baseline. And we're uh, by 2030. Mm -hmm. And what what we have in our recommendation for council is actually a 70% reduction off of 2005 baseline. Okay. So, yeah, it's quite a bit more aggressive than even the most recent federal sort of guidelines. Sure. So, yeah.
0: Okay. Thank you. So the second one, the lever has to do with building energy consumption, and that goal is to reduce carbon emission in the built environment. Mm-hmm. Explain that one for us.
1: Yeah. So uh, the first one, we were talking about how the the BPW makes energy. This lever is all about how the facilities in our community use energy. Okay. So you can think about facilities in our community in a couple different ways. Uh, one is residential, so homes. Sure. Um, and then the other would be commercial businesses. Mm-hmm. And then the third is sort of industrial businesses. So commercial is like office buildings, schools, churches, small retailers. And then industrial buildings is more like m- the manufacturing sector. Okay. So Holland, for the size of our town, actually has um, a pretty large industrial footprint yes. uh, <laughs> compared to towns... Um, you know, of similar size, mm-hmm. which is which is great for our community from a jobs perspective and all of that good stuff. Sure. Um, but a, a sort of a byproduct of that is we have a very large percentage of our carbon emissions as a community tied up in the industrial sector. Okay. Um, because of all the, those businesses use right. a lot of energy to make products, and so um, we this lever is all about having programs in place for each of those buckets of buildings, residents, commercial buildings, and industrial buildings, and basically having a lot of programs in place so those buildings can become more efficient Mm -hmm. first and then eventually use their energy smarter. So that's like the Nest thermostat. Like, you know, the technology Mm -hmm. sort of is smart and it turns off when you leave the room, that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. So we want to be efficient to start. And then we want to be smart and use technology that sort of like does our thinking for us, so to speak, and turns off when we're not there. Right. Um, and then uh, sort of the third leg of the facilities is, you know, being intentional around helping uh, buildings maybe make their own energy. And that would be like solar panels on okay. a roof. So mm-hmm. um, there's, you know, sort of goals and strategies. Around each of those building okay. types and mm-hmm. each of those areas within that lever, um, it's a really big opportunity uh, for us to get better. And what's cool is when homeowners have more efficient buildings, they save money on their utility bills. Absolutely, and the value of their homes goes up when you've got you know high quality windows and good insulation. Right, you can sure. you can sell your home for better, and it's more comfortable place to live. Right. Um, Same with businesses. Businesses are highly motivated to have their utility bills as small as possible. That's, uh, you know, lowering operating costs and more profit and more Mm -hmm. ability to hire more people and do more good things in the community. And so there's a real uh, alignment of incentives from the BPW and the community energy plan and the people that operate these buildings. And so that's a really fun thing is that we're not, you know, the community isn't asking building owners to do something that's against what they would normally want sure. to do. Right. What it is is really just like getting better at working alongside those folks mm-hmm. so that we can do more energy efficiency, do uh more smart technology and do more renewable energy on buildings faster. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to like speed up the adoption. Sure. So, yeah. That's what that one's all about.
0: Great. And one of those, I know the Home Energy Retrofit Program is part of that for residents.
1: You got it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's which is a really, it's a really, that program got put in place, I don't know what the exact year is, but seven or eight years ago, that was one of the first big programs. We actually helped write the new state law, allowing um, some on-bill financing uh, for homeowners as a Mm -hmm. part of that. And that's a really cool program that i think a lot of people in town actually don't know a lot about and um and that we need to get the word out yeah
0: so yeah
1: all right that's a good one
0: so number three moving along the lever has to do with transportation Mm -hmm. and that goal is to reduce the carbon emissions in the transportation sector yes so explain that one
1: so (laughs) uh carbon emissions don't just come from the buildings that we live and operate in—that mm-hmm. um, comes from, you know, the the cars we drive and sure. how we get around—and mm-hmm. so it's a small piece of our total carbon footprint. Um, transportation, and you'll have to hold this a little loosely. It's I think around fifteen percent. Of our total carbon footprint okay so it's it's right. not a very big part of the pie, but mm-hmm. it's an important one, and it's a very visible one because sure. you know people see cars, cars and are and, in cars right. and all that kind of stuff the um so that lever is all about trying to you know reduce basically the emissions per vehicle mile traveled mm-hmm. so the The tricky one about this is. It's very when you start thinking about transportation and how people move around mm. the city, it's very complicated um, because you've got this isn't just like the Holland BPW and the city making programs. This is this is about like how streets are laid out sure. and how the bus system works and how um, you know things like electric vehicles and charging stations. Charging stations. Mm-hmm. There's So there's uh, a lot of different stakeholders that mm-hmm. are touching transportation. Plus, you know, the city of Holland um, you know, you might live in the city and work in like Holland Township right. or in Zeeland or in LakeTown Township. So there's right. we're so interconnected. Even if the city of Holland wanted to make a bunch of decisions around like bike lanes or whatever, you quickly have to start working with the Regionally, other. Right? Yeah. Yes. The other townships mm-hmm. in order for anything to make sense. Right. So. The committee, as we looked at you know again our charge was to review the total plan and make 3 to 5 year recommendations on what we should pay attention to um you know the long and the short of it is we said hey transportation although important because it's a small part of our pie mm-hmm. and because you need so many different stakeholders at the table in order to really make good decisions basically our recommendation was get that broad group of stakeholders together to Mm -hmm. study this because we
0: we can't do it alone
1: in the next three to five years we can't make any recommendations that will really move the needle in Mm -hmm. a meaningful way outside of hey all these different folks they got to start getting together Mm -hmm. if they're not already and i know that many are Mm -hmm. and be intentional around a perspective around transportation so that's that's transportation in a nutshell
0: okay And moving along to number four, the lever has to do with education. And that goal is to establish a community education awareness program to promote the community energy plan programs, performance and goals.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Talk to us about that one.
1: So um, the community energy plan got put in place 10 years ago and um, it was a very progressive leading edge sort of plan for a community of our size to adopt. And then a bunch of work has happened on that plan over the last 10 years. Just a, an extreme, uh, a, a large group of people have been doing task force and studying different programs and launching different programs. You mentioned the home energy retrofit program mm-hmm. earlier, there's all this stuff happening and yet it feels like a lot of people don't know about a lot of this stuff you know the people that pay attention (laughs) the people that are listening to this podcast probably know about it but our hope is that um we get the word out better Mm -hmm. um and so really the education piece is really all about like getting super intentional and asking council to invest in getting the word out about this program uh, about the plan and about all the different programs and ways people can participate the the goals related to the community energy plan cannot be achieved without residents and business owners and uh, the and, and really every stakeholder in town mm-hmm. understanding it and participating in it. Right. This is not something that the city staff and the BPW staff can just do on their own, and they either are doing or they're not doing. Sure, it's they can create programs, they can create on ramps for people to participate but people have to participate you know we're not going to hit the carbon reduction goals if no one signs up for the home energy retrofit program right right Right. we can the city staff and the bpw staff can create the program but people got to participate yes so 10 years in that was just an outcome of our learning was wow as much as everybody has been working hard on this we got to do better at making sure everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we talked about, the benefits of participating in these programs are healthier buildings, mm-hmm. healthier air, lower costs to operate your buildings. Pretty much everybody's going to be a fan of that one sure. way or the other. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we want people to know about this stuff and to participate in it. And right. so that's, that's really the heart of the education is just getting great at making sure everybody knows what's available
0: okay thank you yeah and our last one the lever has to do with carbon offsets and that goal is to take a leadership role in the creation of a community-based system to provide businesses and residents access to carbon offsets to meet their individual goals and commitments including the option of local carbon offset projects can you start off just by explaining a carbon offset to listeners sure what is that
1: i can do my best okay so this is not a simple topic No. Um, and it's a, it's a bit of a moving target in terms of the evolution of what a good carbon offset is versus a less than good carbon offset, mm-hmm. but I'll do my best. Okay. So if you think about um, a business that makes a product, they have to use energy in order to make that product. They got to use electricity or natural gas to run their machines to make the product. Mm -hmm. They can get as efficient as possible. They can use technology as smart as possible. And they can even put solar panels on the roof and create their own energy. But the high likelihood is they're not going to be able to get all the way to zero Mm -hmm. with, with the tools and technologies available. You you end up using something sure. to make the product. And so the idea behind a carbon offset is: hey, we know what we can control only gets us to, you know, X. So in order for to go from X to zero, we're going to basically fund a project in another part of the world. It could be close by or it could be far away. And so think of like um, when you plant trees, Mm -hmm. that offsets carbon. So you might be a business. You might get as efficient as you possibly can and then need to uh, get from X to zero. You might invest in a forestry project in Canada. And then you get to claim the credit for offsetting that carbon. And there's a bunch of ways to calculate oh, all okay. of this. So you okay. need, you know, there's there's very scientific, engineering, fact-based ways to mm-hmm. calculate carbon. And um, it's just a way to offset your usage because on an individual basis, you can't go to zero. And sure. as a community, we can't, you know, in order to go to zero, uh, you know, creation of carbon in our community, we'd all basically like have to shut everything down and, right. and basically die. <laughs> Right. So that's not really the goal. Right. So how do we understand how little we can get ourselves to and then participate in getting to zero by funding uh, projects in other places or maybe close by Mm -hmm. that contribute to the offsetting of carbon? So that's this is the simplest way to think Mm -hmm. about it. Um, So. Funding solar projects in other parts of the world or, again, or locally. Sure. Um, funding, a lot of businesses will fund uh, low-income housing to become more energy efficient as a way for them to offset carbon. So they'll, okay. they'll fund, uh, you know, like a low-income housing project for 50 houses and literally pay for the insulation and the solar panels and the LED light bulbs As a way for them to sort of offset their usage that they can't get to zero on. So there's a a lot of ways to offset carbon. And the idea behind this lever is, hey, we want to, one, ask businesses and homeowners, are you currently purchasing carbon offsets? And also educate people on, like, did you know that this is a thing that you can do? Mm -hmm. And then the idea, the real sort of North Star idea is, could we create a local uh, sort of menu of carbon offset projects? So maybe somewhere south of town is a field. What if we planted a forest there Mm -hmm. as a community? And that was a way for us to offset the carbon that we use. Or uh, what if we did low-income housing, uh, you know, energy retrofits as a way for us to participate in lowering uh, carbon intensity. Sure. So that's we're not saying that the council is signing off on doing that program, but mm-hmm. we're saying, hey, look at that. Right. As a potential way to help us get uh, and, and meet all of our goals.
0: Consider this. Yeah.
1: So it's it's a little bit of a mind bender. You got to think yes. about it like, you know, because um, it's doing something outside of your own four sure. walls, more or less, but right. participating in the larger
0: the global aspect of it. That's all.
1: A, That's exactly right. So mm-hmm. a lot of very big businesses this is this is what they do so when you hear like gm say we want to be net zero by 2040 they're not saying we're going to use zero energy by 2040 what they're saying is we're going to get as efficient as we can we're going to make our own as much as we can and then whatever's left over we're going to fund these other projects such that we can say we're net zero okay. even even though it's a lot of it's happening not sure. inside of the four walls right. so pretty much any headline that that you read about okay. apple google a lot of big companies mm-hmm. have these announcements that's what they're referring to okay so okay. yeah
0: so brian now you've got this document that the team has put together and you're making a recommendation to council what take us through that what's the process after that
1: sure um so to my understanding we'll present to council in a study session in october uh, that may may change, but I don't believe it will at this point. Um, we'll present this report um, and make our recommendations. And then from what I understand, at that point, it is up to council to decide what's next. If they, you know want to adopt it, edit it, go back and study more, do, you know, change something, that'll be on them. Okay. Um, From our perspective, though, we feel good about what we're recommending. And so we're officially leaving it in their hands um, in October at a study session.
0: Brian, that was very helpful. And I think that really broke it down um, for a lot of listeners to be able to uh, digest a large document with a wealth of information and i I do want to let listeners know it is available on the city's website they can type in strategic development team in the uh, search bar or at the top under city hall they can find sustainability and it's under there but one thing i do also want to touch on is the team um, did some benchmarking Mm -hmm. to kind of see where holland compares to other communities so tell us about that uh, briefly and kind of where we're at
1: yeah so when the community energy plan first got created it was established that we as a community roughly had 24 metric tons of carbon per capita or per person in town more or less so that was our baseline number was 24. and at the time we created a goal of getting to 10 metric tons by 2050. so it was a 40 year goal Mm -hmm. we were at 24 and we had a goal of getting to 10. Now, if we had done nothing, we were projected, based on the report that was created, that we were going to be at 37 if we did nothing. Okay. So we were at 24 in 2010. If, if we were to do nothing, we were going to end up at 37, so almost twice as bad sure. by 2050. So that was the do-nothing scenario. The plan that got adopted in 2010 had us uh, getting to 13 And then the city council at the time adopted a stretch goal of 10 to get by 2050. So where we're at right now, we ran the most recent carbon calculations at the city level. And I think we're around 18, 17 or 18 right now. So in 10 years, we've gone from 24 to call it 18. Okay. And we're on a path to try and get to 10 by 2050 Mm -hmm. is the current goal. And so... um, what we did uh, as the Strategic Development Committee and what we'll be recommending to council is a plan that basically gets us to 12 by 2030. Okay. So effectively, the really simple way to think about it is based on our learnings, what we did was we recommended that they move the 2050 goal up 20 years. Okay. So it's a much more aggressive yes. set of goals that mm-hmm. we're recommending for council. And we're not just we didn't just make this stuff up. We've been working with the BPW staff and city staff the entire way around if this is even a feasible achievable thing. And we, and we believe that it is. So, so that's really, really exciting. Part of the way that we could justify and know that it was achievable and feasible is we looked at other communities. And so we had, um, someone from outside the committee go and study other, Communities and cities that were similar had similar characteristics of Holland, and this was around the country. Okay, and um, we put together a big benchmarking report and it was like, "Hey, this community has these similar attributes, but it has a few different ones." And up and down for a number of uh, communities, and out of that, we found about five communities that were pretty similar to us. And then we went and looked at like what were they doing around sustainability? What were they doing around community energy? What were they doing around? Did they have goals? Did they have programs? We, this uh, individual went out and talked to people at those communities, staff people that were running these programs, heard about what was good, what was hard, uh, where they saw room for improvement. So we did a bunch of this benchmarking, and then we had um, that same person who benchmarked the other communities benchmark Holland.
0: Okay.
1: So we sort of turned the mirror on ourselves and said, mm-hmm. okay, like, how are we doing? Um, and, the, and the sort of moral of the whole story is when we put our community energy plan in place, we were very early. And our goal of 10 metric tons per capita by 2050 was very aggressive. Fast forward 10 years, okay. a lot of these other communities sort of um, you know, created their plans in the last three to five years so they got a later start than we did so we were early adopters they got a later start um but the climate science um that's being produced globally over the last few years has indicated that communities and businesses and individuals need to be much more aggressive than Mm -hmm. what we previously thought in order to stem climate change So these communities that were making their plans in recent years were working off of more recent global research, if that makes sense. And so their goals tend to be more aggressive than our goals as it relates to 2050. But when doing the benchmarking, what we learned was our activities and our implementation and our programs were typically much further along than theirs were they're basically i'd like to th- this is you know a simple way to think about it like uh, a metaphor is like weight loss like okay. one person says, I want to lose fifty pounds, and the other person says, I want to lose forty pounds, so one person 's got a more aggressive goal mm-hmm. than the other person, but the person who wanted to lose 40 pounds is actually like already eating healthy, already exercising already and has already lost 10 pounds. Whereas the person who said, I want to lose 50 is like just getting started. Okay. And so that's the sort of simple way to sure. think about it is okay. like some people have more aggressive goals, but they're just getting started and they have not done as much good work as we have. We, um, by way of this recommendation to council are, drastically making our goals more aggressive by way of moving the time frame up mm-hmm. 20 years. Um, and our, and we had confidence that we could do this because we've got 10 years of experience. We, we got good habits, right? right? Like when you're trying to lose weight, it's all about habit building. Right. You know, I'm going to say no to the pop. I'm going to say yes to the water. Well, we're doing that already. So we're just, you know, continuing what's already been in motion for 10 years. And because we have that history and because we have that baseline, um, and experience, we know we can do this. And so we know we can get more aggressive. Um, okay. or at least we want council to have the confidence sure. that we can. Absolutely. So Well, yeah. thank
0: you. That was very, that was extremely helpful. Um, kind of Great. really wraps it all up. Um, anything else you want to tell listeners?
1: Um, I, I guess the one thing that I would leave everyone with is, um, is the staff at the city and the BPW that you all as residents have working for you really, really are amazing people. They really care about this. I'm not just saying this because I'm on a City of Holland uh, podcast (laughs) right now. Like genuinely, um, they really care. They did an amazing job setting up the committee to do all of this learning and do all of this work. And what we're doing, and we learned it, it was validated in the benchmarking exercise, we're doing amazing things here. This is a real point of pride for Holland that people need to know about, that this is a place that really cares about the triple bottom line. It cares about people. It cares about profit, certainly, related to businesses and jobs. And it cares about the planet and the environment. And we have our lake, and we have so many things that um we've paid attention to and care about and love and Mm -hmm. and this is so this is not a new thing this is this is a thing that we've really demonstrated leadership in for a long time and the people at the staff level are are truly doing awesome work and and working their butts off and so just having an inside look at that over the last year um I just I was just really proud. I, you know, I I live on 21st Street. Okay. I I you know, I I'm like, "Oh, this is cool. Like this these are like we're doing cool stuff and I'm proud to live here having learned all of this." So,
0: well, thank you and thank you to the entire strategic development team for all of your work. I know you guys have worked tirelessly over the past year to put this document together to make these recommendations to council. So, thank you for all of your time and efforts and um stay tuned and stay Stay engaged, Holland. It's available on the website. And until next time, this has been My Holland Update.